What's up? This is Willa Ford, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome once again to another episode of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming away as far as upcoming movies, remakes, and sequels in TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This is episode 214 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this week, my guest will be Willa Ford. Now, Willa, of course, she had the hit song, I Want to Be Bad, and she toured with the Backstreet Boys. She was on Dancing with the Stars, and she was on Glades, and now she is on Magic City, and also she was in Friday the 13th. So she's been in a lot of different stuff. She's got a lot to talk about, and it's going to be coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So stick around for that. Now, this past week, uh, some uh, things in the news. Uh, On Wednesday, May 16th, this past week, the city of Los Angeles celebrated the second longest-running situation comedy in TV history with My Three Sons Day in L.A., okay? And, And among the honorees that were on hand were Don Grady, who played Robbie Douglas, Stan Livingston, who played Chip Douglas, and Barry Livingston, who played Ernie Douglas. Now, each of them have been a guest here, right here on On Screen and Beyond, and I want to congratulate them. In fact, I heard from Stan the other day, and he was uh, letting everybody know that uh, that was going on. So uh, he's pretty excited and pretty pumped about that, and uh, he should be. But you can still hear their interviews right here on On Screen and Beyond in our rerun section of onscreenandbeyond.com. Just go there. You can click and find it. And uh, currently, uh, we are featuring them as our past guest uh, interviews. So uh, they're right on the home page right now. You can just go there and click it, and you can listen to each one of them because, they've, like I said, they've each been a guest here at On Screen and Beyond. So we congratulate them and uh, check those interviews out. Well, what do you say? It's time to check out what's coming away as far as Remake Madness next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please up and try again. Remake Madness, well, Juliana Moore, Gabriella Wilde, and Chloe Grace Mortez will star in the remake of Stephen King's Carrie. So things are moving slowly on that, but now they're starting to move full steam ahead. And another remake of Dracula is in the works, and it looks like the film is called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. And it tells the story of Dracula going from England aboard a ship. Should be kind of spooky, I'm sure. And Clifford the Big Red Dog will be remade into a movie. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen Beyond, we take you down to find out what's coming away as far as upcoming movies that are new, not remakes, not sequels. And it's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, well, Seth Rogen and Barbara Streisand, that's kind of an odd pair, but they're going to star in The Guilt Trip on Christmas Day on 2012, and Denzel Washington will star in Flight on November 2nd in 2012. The film is about a pilot, and the drama comes to us from Robert Zemeckis. And look for Roland Emmerich, White House Down, to hit theaters on November 1st, 2013. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take you down to Sequel City and find out what's coming away as far as sequels. Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. 
This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, the sequel Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, will arrive on March 15th, 2013. And Smurfs 2 is not out yet, but Smurfs 3 is already in the works. Who would have thought? And Catherine Zeta-Jones will be part of Red 2 with Bruce Willis and Helen Mirren. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a peek into what's coming away as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, Eureka Season 5 will make its way to DVD on July 17th. And Revenge, the complete first season, arrives on August 21st. And August 28th, you can get The Walking Dead Season 2 on DVD. If you haven't had a chance to check that series out, check it out. If you like zombies and stuff, it's a great show. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as movies on DVD? Stick around. We got it right here on On Screen and Beyond. Movies on DVD. Well, on June 26th, you can catch Mirror Mirror with Julia Roberts as it arrives on DVD and Blu-ray. And American Reunion hits stores on July 10th. And The Hunger Games will attack stores on Blu-ray and DVD in August. So get ready for that. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is Willa Ford. Now, Willa, of course, she's she's been a, a pop diva singing a smash hit called I Want to Be Bad. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She's been in the movie Friday the 13th. And now you can catch her on Magic City on Stars. Okay, so if you haven't had a chance to check that show out, check it out because it's a good show. And Willa's going to be talking about all those things coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond has made us dance with her hit song, I Want to Be Bad, and we watched her dance on Dancing with the Stars. We've seen her in movies such as Friday the 13th and on TV on the Glades and now on Magic City on Stars. It's Willa Ford. Willa, it's nice to have you join us on On Screen and Beyond. Thank you for having me. Willa, let's start off with your latest role as Janice Michaels on Magic City. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, okay, yeah, Janice is Reno Magic City, based in 1959, and Janice Michaels is basically the... Um, Resident Crazy Redhead is what we're calling it. She, um, she sort of does things without a filter. She sort of doesn't really think through things. She sort of just goes and does as, as she wants and pleases. I think, um, you know, that's what makes her so interesting as a character because we don't really know what she's going to do next because she's not pretty logical. Yeah. Do you like that kind of role where it's, it's you know, just oh, yeah. all out there? It's, it's a little challenging only because, you know, Janice is a character rather than like a main character that kind of started from the beginning, Janice is more of a supporting character that's sort of growing. And so it's always interesting to try to find your own backstory, 
but um, I sat down with Mitch Glazer and we started, you know, talking about her and what she, why she would make these decisions and where she came from and was it a rich daddy and, you know, all these kind of things. And um, it sort of goes into all the decision-making that you have before you actually create the character and, and make her come to life. Yeah. So how, how much input do you actually have when you are in a role like that? Well, normally you don't have a ton of input. Um, as a, you know, actress that's still trying to prove herself, you usually don't. I mean, Jessica Morgan would have a lot of say so, Danny Houston, but, you know, as myself, definitely you wouldn't normally, but Mitch is great. Um, he always wants to know what you think the character would do and where you think she's going. And, um, you know, Ed Bianchi, who was directing co-producing the whole thing towards the end, he um, he would have his thoughts. It was always interesting. We would play it both ways and kind of look through it. And, and then it, sometimes it would be like, you know what, you're right. Well, it, it needs more here or it doesn't need so much comedy here, you know, that kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I actually appreciate this production because we definitely hired actors that have good instincts and they're allowing us to, to do what we do. Yeah. Now, where is it filmed, actually? We film in Miami, in Florida. In Miami? That's, That's not a bad place. It's <laughs> built in Miami ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, now since Magic City is on s- stars, you know, it has a little more leeway of how it can be as opposed to being on a network. Do you like the fact that the character can evolve differently as opposed to being on a network? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, network TV is, is amazing. And once you get on a network show and it just keeps going, I mean, obviously that's a dream come true for me after. But right. honestly, you know, these, these cable shows are sort of where it's at. That's where the good writing's at. Because... Uh, you can do so much more. I mean, if somebody's getting killed, you don't have to cut things, and you can really show the the actual horror of what's going on. Or, you know, if you need nudity for something, you're not trying to cover a boob or something just because you can't see it, you know, that mm-hmm. okay, because that's what naturally would happen. And I think it's always easier to be authentic as an actor when you don't have to worry about what, you know, standards and practice are telling you. Right. Now, are we going to see more and more of uh, Janice in coming episodes here? Oh, yeah, we're um, actually on Friday, you'll see the most you've seen of Janice. I mean, she's sort of, like I said, she's an evolving character. She started out um, in, like, a scene, and then by the time the audition came to me, she had um, two more scenes in another episode, and then as I went down there and I played her, um, Mitch really, really likes her character and decided to keep her around. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't want to say too much because I think you have to, you know, you have to wonder what's going to happen to Janice, really. Right. Yeah, I understand. I don't actually even know, we don't know what's going to happen to Janice in the second season yet. I know thoughts that have been thrown around, um, but things can change, and and depending on scheduling and things like that, but, you know, you'll have to watch. Right. (laughs) is about to get her hands dirty. Mm -hmm. She's about to, unfortunately, jump into the worst part of the storyline. Um, I think the most threatening and dangerous part I'm about to be in. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're you're phrasing things because you're not giving much away, but you're still enticing us. <laughs> yeah, she's about to. If you could pick a character who you wouldn't want to mess with, a character you wouldn't want to be involved with, well, I would say the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you were a child, did you envision yourself uh, as a performer growing up? Yeah, I mean, I don't even uh, like. It's funny because people ask, I, I don't know, I don't understand these people that like turn 18 and then all of a sudden they're like, I'm going to go to LA and see if I can make it. And I'm like, that's just, it doesn't make sense to me. I remember being five years old making my sisters and brothers sit down and watch me. And they were older, mm-hmm. making them and my family sit down and watch me perform like every night. 
I cut my hair like Cindy Lauper. I cut all the hair off one side of my head, and my mom had to cut it even so I looked like a boy for a while. I, you know, my mom found a journal from when I was in like first or second grade that talked about one day I hope to be in a recording studio and maybe, maybe go to the Grammys. I mean, you know, like I always, I don't know, I just was a big dreamer, a huge dreamer, and I think I'm grateful because coming from a small farm town, everybody else but my parents was thought it was dumb, you know, that I ever thought that anything was going to happen or come of it. But I think those are the real stories. I think those are the stories of people that, like, gave up everything. There's, there's nothing that I haven't given up to to get where I am today. Uh, you know, I haven't done anything wrong, but I haven't not given up things that, you know, right. other kids probably experienced that I myself didn't get to do just because I was focused in one-track mind on this, this crazy dream. Yeah. I, I mean, I just feel like you're born like that. It sucks to a certain extent because you wish you could do something else because it's one of the hardest businesses to even think about being in. But, um, you know, you get tough skin and you just, you know, keep going. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, when you first broke through, you broke through with your your singing career. Um, how did that come about exactly? Um, I was in a singing and dancing group uh, that I would perform in all around Florida. They've been in for like four years, and really, like, really talented girls. In fact, quite a few have had label deals and stuff. And uh, basically, this guy saw me and was like, "I want you to sing into my one of the Nextel um, phones when they had the speaker when that first came out." He's like, "I want you to sing into this." I sang into it, and I didn't know who was on the other line, and they, whoever it was said, you found a mom on a plane tomorrow to Los Angeles, and it ended up being uh, Magic Johnson, who at the time had a label under MCA Records. Mm-hmm. So he flew me out there because he wanted to sign me to his label, and when I got to MCA Records, President Jay Boberg at the time heard me sing and said, I don't think the label that you're, you have that we've given you is going to be large enough to promote her. And so uh, Magic was really nice and said, well... And do you guys want her at MCA? And I said, yeah. So, um, MCA records signed me directly then. Hmm. Gee. Now, I mean, I worked my whole life for it, and then all of a sudden it was scaring me. Right, yeah, yeah. Now, I Want to Be Bad propelled you into the limelight. Were you prepared for that when that all of a sudden, I mean, it was just a big hit? Yeah, it was, it was like a, I mean, I think I had, I was prepared for as much as I could be, but like, you know, no matter what anybody says, it's kind of young to get pushed into that. Um, but it was different than it is now. You know, 10 years ago, I'm grateful, actually, so grateful, actually. Um, 10 years ago, we didn't have the TMZs. Um, we had them in Europe, and we had to deal with that over there. But when we came home, we didn't have to deal with, you know, like, paparazzi up in your business all the time and watching you eat a sandwich or whatever. Pictures. <laughs> so I kind of got really, really lucky in the sense that I, I, I had my moment in the sun and I blew up. But it wasn't so in your face that I've been able to sort of you know, focus on me and sort of disappear as much as I could a little bit to come back and reinvent. Yeah. I feel like nowadays it's almost impo- it's gonna be impossible for some of these people because it's like now you're just known as a celebrity because 
even though you don't have anything going on, these people just follow you around and take pictures of you. Right, yeah. And some of them want it. I mean, some people, that's trivial. They tell them where they're going to be. But, you know, I just feel like as far as having a craft, it's really, really difficult to get people to take you seriously once that happens. Yeah, yeah. Now, with Dancing with the Stars, how did how did they approach you to get you on the show? They, um literally had called and said that, you know, they were interested a while before, and I kind of had put it off, and um, just because my career has always been so racy, most of the stuff I've done has just been a little much for my Southern pastor's grandmother. <laughs> She's never really been able to really appreciate what I've done. Mm-hmm. So, when I told her about it, um, she said, you, you know, you absolutely have to do this. Like, you have to do it. And my grandfather was really ill at the time, and he said the same thing. It would mean a lot to them. So I said, you know, what's the difference? I mean, I'm going to have a blast. It's going to be a good time, and I'll just see what happens. And uh, it was. And it was a lot of work. It was a really good time. I'm grateful I did it. I, w- I wouldn't go back and probably do it again, people always ask. But um, but I really enjoyed the time that I, I was on it. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it is, we've had so many seasons now. I feel like there's a good sorority of people like before it was a little like people were scared like if you're doing dancing the stars but now there's like so many walks of life it's like some people are on tv shows some people are in film still some people aren't doing anything you know it's right. kind of a very eclectic crowd yeah. and you had a tough bunch of dancers i mean mario lopez and emmett smith and joy lawrence you know but the reality is you were robbed. I mean, <laughs> there were several other people, and I won't mention any other names. Jerry Springer, yeah. but, I, but... Know, like, no, I think you know, like you know, even looking back at Jerry, Jerry Springer was like, "Take me, not her." You guys have got to be shitting me. But you know, we all recognized at the end of the day that, like, you know, I've made it much further than we thought. I didn't expect a fifty-year-old woman. That's the main different demographic at the time to be calling in and voting for me. Mm. I mean, yeah, you know, they fell in love with the teddy bear likeness of of. And it's Smith, you know, right, or yeah. the dimples of Mario Lopez. I think that's just the truth of it. They had a hard time getting hot girls to do the show just because they were always the first ones to go. Yeah, yeah. You know? it, 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 it was fine. I mean, I, I knew that that's what was going to happen going into it. So right. it wasn't like every week I stayed on was kind of like, holy crap, I stayed on. <laughs> you know, and I just wanted to look good dancing. I didn't want to look like a fool. Yeah. So at the end of the day... I would rather come out losing and not looking like a fool than looking like a fool and winning. <laughs> well, you were. You're a very good dancer. I mean, you were very good. Thanks. And I, I will say, though, I mean, the guys, you know, they have to be good, but there is no comparison. You can't compare how hard the guys' stuff is to the girls' stuff because the girls are doing all the tricks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holding what looks like a frame. It's, you know, I watch it now and I kind of laugh and I'm, like, looking at it thinking they're in flats and... Holding frame, it was like, oh, it's just as hard. I'm like, really? Do a split. Let's see if it's just as hard. Right. Now, you know? now you played Anna Nicole Smith in a film. Uh, is it difficult to portray an actual person rather than a, than a fictional character such as Janice in Magic City? That was scary, actually, because when you're playing somebody that their likeness is so known, um, it, it's a very scary thing. Because it was like my first large film project that I was cast in, so I was like. You know, I felt like I could take on the task, and obviously they should search high and low. I mean, they auditioned everybody for that, and they felt like I brought the most likeness of her to it. But, um, I mean, I did a lot of research. I watched a lot of tweets. I think what's really important when you're doing it is to try to embody them, to try to get yourself to that point. It's really important to remember you're not that person, and so once you start going and you've established and you're trying to play this character in as honest as you can, I think it's important to stop second-guessing yourself and thinking about the fact, no, would she do this? No, she'd do that. Once you 
in that headspace and you establish it, you really got to kind of just go with it because Anna Nicole was really, really tricky. I felt like one of my big complaints was her accent didn't stay the same. So Mm -hmm. for me, I was worried about people being like, well, if she changes our accent and loses some of the accent and then gets it back all of a sudden, it's going to be weird. Where Anna did that in real life. You know, she she started out with a large Mahalia, Texas accent and then all of a sudden she started sort of losing it a little bit she got a little wispier, more Marilyn Monroe, and then all of a sudden, towards the end, when she got big and didn't care anymore, she got super twang again. So it was things like that that I think made me more nervous than the actual, you know, physical anything of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, are you going to be having any more music coming our way? <laughs> I'm working on some stuff sort of um, under the radar, underground. It's sort of been working on, but I really feel like when I'm doing something, it's really important that I just focus on that because I hate when people water down their music because of film and TV or mm-hmm, water yeah. down their film and TV because of music. So right now my focus is you know, primarily on the show and, and, and other projects like that. And yeah. when, I, when I need some time and I have some time to sort of sit down and write, I'm sort of getting in that headspace. But again, like I'm not taking myself away from what's the most important right now, which, unfortunately, as much as I love music, acting is really taken over my time right now. Mm, well, very good. Uh, final two questions. Takes us away from your, your acting and your singing and everything else. When you just kick back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows? What's, what's your favorite TV shows of all time? Right now? Right now. Now or, or in the past? I'm not a big reality TV show girl at all, but Duck Dynasty has stolen my heart. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that one. Oh, my God. The people that develop the, like, number one duck call in the world, they're millionaires, and they don't know what to do with it. It's its like my family back home. It's brilliant. When you're mm-hmm. at that, it's hilarious. Um, that, that's the only reality show that I really get into. But um, other shows that I love, I mean, Breaking Bad's my favorite show on TV. Just, I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of people, but Breaking Bad, right. uh, Boardwalk Empire. I really like the cable shows. I, that's why I was kind of stoked about Magic City, because I'm... You know, that's where the good writing is. I'm not a big sitcom girl. I don't sit and watch, you know, like every episode of Friends or anything like that. I never have been. So I, I usually like that, you know, dark and twisted sort of material. Yeah. What about movies? What are your favorite movies? Favorite movies? Oh, man. Um, movies, I'm kind of I'm kind of both. Like, I like stupid comedies. I'll, I'll watch all the old stuff, Bull Durham or... Um, the Caddyshack movie, like, or things that are, like, classics, all the National Lampoons. I love that kind of old comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, then, but then, I mean, I love anything that, like, Scorsese touches, obviously. Everybody does. Right, and, yeah. You know, I love the dark, intricate. I recently saw the film that uh, Angelina and Jolie directed. I don't know if you saw it, but um, it was so disturbing. But mm. I, when I finished, I was like, wow, that makes you want to make movies. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So I, I, I kind of... With film, I'm a little more eclectic. I'll watch anything. I wouldn't watch Catfish. I love that, too. So it just depends. Yep. What you're in the mood for. <laughs> yeah, what I'm in the mood for. And I'm, like, super, super picky just about, like, watching people on screen. Like, there's some people that I love to watch, and then there's some people that I just I just feel like I'm so bored and I'm not getting anything out of it. I like people that are kind of risk-takers. Hmm. Well... Magic City, Friday nights at 10 p.m. on Stars. Willa, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you.
Willa Ford, what a great guest. We want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us. And be sure to catch her on Magic City, the TV show on Stars. So if you get a chance, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's a great show. And let's see here. If you get a chance, join us on Facebook. Or you can just go to onscreenorbeyond.com, scroll down to the bottom. We've got a link right there. It'll take you right to us. If you're on Facebook anyways, you know how to get there. And let's see, if you want to give us a suggestion for a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, send it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll do my best about getting that person on, see what I can do. And I guess that's about a wrap for this week and this episode of On Screen and Beyond. Till next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zumrak. Take care. (laughs) 